0: Last year's theme uh, was um, Knowing Christ, and through Friday gathering uh, we looked at uh, how those four Gospels uh, perceived Jesus to be, and then uh, in the fall on Friday we talked about how Paul saw Jesus. So knowing christ was a theme um, and this year and after you know christ what do you do uh, be a witness so this year's theme uh, is a uh, be a witness uh, that is something that you want to live out i think last year we have uh, a lot of things to know christ but this year we want to reflect on what it means to be a witness and that itself was kind of very difficult uh, to really think about be a witness thats kind of foreign term for a lot of uh, modern people and what does it mean to be a witness uh, so th- this year we are going to reflect on that early christians they had wonderful experiences. <clears throat> they never had that kind of experience before. Their life was just mundane, ordinary. Some some days they are they were happy, some days they were not very happy. And they encounter everyday problems and all that. But meet mid- after meeting Christ, the life changed. They're, they're, They they never experienced that kind of life before. They realized how beautiful life was. How abundant life could be. They, They didn't know that life could be this different. With Jesus, they experienced something extraordinary, wonderful. Their lives were brightened up. They were so positive about their life, about themselves, and about the world that they lived in. Before, God was only uh, in brain uh, many times. But this time, through Jesus, God became so real to them. They felt, almost felt, God in their daily living. That's what they experienced when Jesus came but the important thing is they didn't keep their experiences to themselves they shared they shared their experiences with others that is what it means to be a witness sharing what you experience with others do you experience God in your life and then you just share what you experienced with others? That's what it means to be a witness. When good things happen, don't you want to share? You know, so so I saw you at a certain restaurant and the food was so good and then you want to go in and tell me, hey, go to that restaurant, that food was amazing. Oh, you, you take this medicine. Oh, that medicine really uh, works really well. My wife is just so uh, gung-ho about and, and She always talks about Metamucil and, because it worked out for her. And, and whatever it is, if it is something good, then uh, you want to share with others. That is what it means to be a witness. They saw early disciples and then early Christians, they saw clearly what what God was doing in their lives and for the world. They saw that the new world had come. And so they boldly proclaimed the arrival of the new world. It's, it's, It's not just one good spiritual experience, but almost like a new life begins with Jesus. You have to understand how difficult it was for Christianity to survive. Christianity was not a big religion. Christianity was not even a religion. It's just a small group of uh, people gathered together and prayed, maybe about 100, 120, they gathered together and prayed they were not even elites they were fishermen kind of not high class but you know middle class or low class only small number people gathered together like that But compared to that around them the world there were a lot of sophisticated ideas systems and religions, like Greek philosophy, it flowered Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, stoic uh, philosophers, all these philosophies were around them. These are sophisticated ideas. We even study it right now, Uh, Socrates and Plato, we, we study them in university now. And then, they, they were uh, flowering, uh, these uh, uh, ideas were uh, already there. Compared to that Christian idea, was just not really, uh, nothing, uh, almost. And religion, uh, re- as far as religion is concerned, concerned Judaism is a deeply rooted uh, uh, tradition. It had everything that religion asked for. And the Christianity was not even a religion, but Judaism had a very strong uh, tradition. And politics, Roman politics, powerful, sophisticated, they conquered almost whole area in that time. How could a small number of people, only 120 or so, how could a small number of people, overcame those big ideas, big philosophy, and bigger religion and become, became the dominant idea. That's just unheard of, unthinkable. They didn't have financial power, political power, or even religious. How did the Christianity survive? How could they penetrate through the thick walls of persecutions and oppositions and became a dominant idea next several hundred years? How could a small number of people could do that? Amazing thing is, it completely depended on witness nothing else witness through their witnesses the word spread and became the dominant idea and it swept through the whole europe africa Is the greatest miracle. It's a mi- 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 miracle, uh, b- bigger miracle than uh, feeding 5,000 with two, two loaves of bread and five fish. I mean, five? Five loaves of fish? Which one is that? Five loaves of bread and uh, two fish. It's a much greater a miracle than uh, those. That these small group of people just influence the whole world. That is a power of the Spirit. History is a proof. That's what happened historically. So history is our proof. That's a power of the Spirit. It wasn't what they experienced that changed the world. It was their witnesses that changed the world early christians boldly witnessed to what they experienced that was the power of the spirit good example is saint paul on the road to damascus saint Paul experienced meeting christ and after that he didn't keep that to himself he shared His eyes were open, his worldview was open, changed. His understanding of God changed. His attitude towards the law changed. His understanding of righteousness changed. His whole outlook of life changed. Instead of keeping it to himself, he shared what he experienced. The whole story of Acts of Apostle from chapter nine is about how Paul witnessed to the people and we are going to study in february being a witness was not always easy to paul he was persecuted he was hated he was in prison people tried to kill him but he did not stop being a witness he gave up everything else but i'm going to be a witness To what I experienced, because because what I experienced is so precious, so powerful, that I cannot just hold it in. I have to share with people about what I experienced. And through his witness, church was established, and Christianity was firmly rooted.
1: His life
0: was a witness to God's grace he experienced. That's why he said, I am who I am by God's grace and he experienced freedom and he witnessed to other people in Christ you can be free too not only me you can be free in Christ he was witnessing to other people you can change too you know sometimes I hear this kind of statement oh, I should behave myself because, oh, those are non-Christians. They don't believe in God, so I should really be nice to them, and I have to to, uh, really behave myself and all that. That's not being a witness. That is putting up a false image. You know, when I was in university, uh, I used to study at Robert's Library. Uh, Almost every day I was there until 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, the closing time and then study, uh, all day. And then at that time I had this uh, zeal uh, to kind of want to share uh, Jesus Christ with others, but I was too shy to talk about Jesus, you know, the stranger talking about Jesus, that was scary. So I wanted to do it, but I had a strong desire. So one day, uh, there was a in the second floor, there was a copy machine. So I was, uh, doing, uh, I was waiting in line, and uh, the, the person right behind me had a lot of uh, books to copy. And uh, what should I do? And I told her, you go ahead, you go ahead. And she was, oh, thank you. And uh, she went ahead and she copied it. And then I throw in, by the way, I'm a Christian. (laughs) And then she looked at me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Thank you. That's all I could do. (laughs) I'm a Christian. (laughs) That's not being a witness. (laughs) Being a witness is not to show how great you are. Being a, witness, being a witness is not to show how good you are. Being a witness means to show God has been so good to you in spite of your shortcomings. God has been so good to me. I don't have anything, I have nothing to show, didn't display. God, I don't know why, but God has been so good to me. That is what it means to be a witness. It means to show how confident you can be in God's power. Even though you don't have personal power, how confident you can be. You can share how you can be free from your obsession about your own survival. I don't need to worry so much about my own survival anymore. You just share that. God will take care of me. No matter what happens, God will take care of me. You just share that with others. You can share how you can overcome your own difficult circumstances with grace. So I go through difficult circumstances, it's hard. It's as hard as, uh, as you, but I can, I can overcome that with God's grace. You just humbly share that with others. That's what it means to be a witness. By being with those who are lonely, alienated, and abandoned, you're witnessing to Jesus' teaching. By rejoicing with those who rejoice and crying with those who cry, you become a witness to God's presence. Being a witness means to be humble and yet confident, to be gentle, and yet firm, to be loving, and yet courageous enough to be able to say what should be said. That is what it means to be a witness. This is what Paul said. But we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. That is being a witness. You have treasure in clay jars. This extraordinary, extraordinary power belongs to God, not to me. You witness that to others. My friend, you are all a witness to Jesus Christ. Christ has done so much for you, God has blessed you so much in so many different ways. Don't keep your precious experiences to yourself. Share them with others. Be be a witness to what Jesus has done for you. Your calling is not to go out to the world and change the world. That's not your calling. You're not called to go out and change the world, no. You are called simply to be a witness it is god who changed the world not you but god will use your life to change the world so be simply a witness being a witness is not always talking about it being a witness is not a verbal exercise you are a witness of Jesus Christ through your life. And if you're so petty and small and stingy and then you just tell them, believe in Jesus Christ, believe in Jesus, does it help? And people look at I if, if I see you, I don't want to be a, a Christian. I don't want to be so petty. Be authentic. Be honest. Be who you are, be real. That's the first thing that you have to do, nothing else. Hypocrisy is the greatest obstacle to witnessing. Just be real, be honest, be who you are. And after that, be a warm presence in this very cold, Calculating, competitive, and cruel world. The world is not a hospitable place. The world can be quite cruel, hostile. The world doesn't love you. The world wants to use you. That's why Jesus said, you don't belong to the world. You're not of the world. Paul said, you are a fragrance of God. Be a good, sweet fragrance. Because your presence matters. Your presence in the world matters. Your presence in the family matters. Your presence among your friends matters. And what kind of presence are you? The world we live in is very hostile. It's not a friendly place. Be a friend in this hostile world. Practice love in this power-hungry world. Care for others in this selfish and greedy world that is being a witness. There are so many people who suffer in the world and your presence matters. The other day, I visited North York General Hospital with the Reverend Trump. One of our congress members uh, was hospitalized uh, and she just found that she had a pancreatic cancer. She was in pain. So Reverend Chung and I went. We didn't do anything. We were just standing there with her and prayed for her. She thanked us so much. We were, to her, spiritual presence. Your presence matters. A few weeks ago, a young man died. It's a different young, young man that I shared uh, the other day. And then the, the whole family didn't know what to do. And they asked me to do the uh, funeral, too. But on that day, I had such a retreat, I could do it. And some of our Congress members, they organized the funeral. They were there and then uh, they did musical presentation uh, uh, to them. And these uh, uh, St. Timothy members, you were spiritual presence for that family. Your presence mattered. That is what it means to be a witness. What kind of presence are you? Are you cold and rude? That is the kind of presence that you want to be? Be kind. Before people greet you, greet them first. In the elevator, I try as much as possible, and you know, I don't want to do it all the time, but uh, as much as possible, I say, have a good day. It's a simple phrase, have a good day, have a nice day. They'll appreciate it. Be a sweet presence. Don't be selfish. Be generous, don't be self-centered, be concerned with others, don't live out your fear, be courageous. Don't hang out with the powerful and the popular, reach out to those who are invisible, be in solidarity with the weak and vulnerable, live your life as a witness you will experience the power of life living a life of being a witness is a wonderful
1: but you will receive
0: power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in jerusalem in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth May God bless your life so that your presence may be precious to some people.